um, I know that most of us have got technical um, or these electronic Bibles, but I would advise you that you get yourself a hard copy or a printout version of a Bible. The reason is I find myself um, enjoying reading a hard copy Bible because that's where I get to highlight and mark, you know, in the Bible. So um, get your Bible and um, I want you to, you know, get ready. Let's just pray together, all right? Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you and I bless you for this um, afternoon. I worship and I honor you, my God, for you are God who is the creator. Thank you because of the gift of life. Not because of what I own, not because of what I have, not because of who is in my life, not because of where I am, not because of what I have achieved, but just because I have life and I am healthy this moment. I say thank you, my Father. I understand that, my God, there are individuals, my Lord, not out of choice who are in hospitals. I know there are individuals not out of choice who are in different kinds of trouble. And I just want to appreciate you, my Father, because of your kindness and your love. That irrespective of where we are in life, you remain God, Lord. I therefore pray that, Father, may you take the praise and honor this afternoon as I teach the word, as I preach the word, as I minister as I open the scriptures, I ask that Holy Spirit, may you minister, take charge right now. Let all the glory be given to you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray every ear that is going to listen to this word. I declare that may the heart be receptive to the word of God. Thank you, Jehovah. Receive the praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Great, great, great. So good afternoon once more. Um, I am happy that you have joined me. And I'll kindly ask you that do invite others um, forward this invitation, share it on your pages and just let others know that the pastor is online and he is about to share the word of God. Now, this afternoon, the message that I have to speak, to share, to deliver to you is on a title, Knowing Who is Responsible. Knowing Who is Responsible. And there are two parts to this message. The first part is acknowledging, all right? Now, when we are saying knowing who is responsible, number one, we need to acknowledge um, that we give respect to the one responsible. And in the literature, when you begin to acknowledge or when you acknowledge someone for their literature, for their work, it is known as referencing. All right. So if you want to take someone else's text that was used in a document, you do not do so without referencing their name and the name of their document in your document. If you do so, it is known as plagiarism, all right? So you are copying someone else's information without acknowledging the author. In music, there is the same as well. If you are to use someone else's um, um, sample, then you have to apply for the right to be granted that so that you can sample someone else's music. Now, I've just come to realize that there is spiritual plagiarism which the children of God are committing. Praise the Lord. What do I mean? What I mean is the children of God are busy taking credit for things that God has done. Are you with me? So it is a spiritual plagiarism. We are copying, we are taking God's credit and we are making it our own. We are taking God's credit on healing, we are making it our own. We are taking God's credit on a provision, we are making it our own. We are taking God's credit on the talent and gifts that he has given us, and we are making it our own. 
We are taking God's ability that he has entrusted us with to be able to do and we are making it our own. We are not taking the time to acknowledge that God is the source of everything that you and I are and have. Hallelujah. Remember from the book of Genesis, it is clear that God is the source of everything that we have. Now, what am I saying? When we are speaking about knowing who is responsibility, we need to start acknowledging God in our families. Acknowledge God in your job. Acknowledge God in your business. Acknowledge God in the life of your children. Acknowledge God in your relationships. Acknowledge God in your business. Acknowledge God in your academics. Acknowledge God in your spiritual life. Acknowledge God in your prayer life. Acknowledge God as a pastor, as a prophet, as an apostle, as, as an evangelist, as a teacher of the word of God. Acknowledge God as an elder. Acknowledge God as a leader. Acknowledge God as an usher. Acknowledge God as a worshiper in the church. Acknowledge God as a member of society. Acknowledge God in government. Acknowledge God in every area of your life. Because without him, there is no life. Praise the Lord. So what I'm saying is, knowing who is responsible, we need to begin to acknowledge God. The moment you step out of your house, acknowledge that God is good. When you have got a job and you are able to go to work Monday to Friday or whatever number of days that you are working, acknowledge God. When you are able to conduct your business, acknowledge God. Hallelujah. When you can inhale the oxygen on your own without a machine and you exhale the carbon dioxide without a machine, acknowledge God. When you are able to be healthy and good, that you are moving on your own, you have got an appetite, you are eating, and on top of that, God is the one who has provided the food. Acknowledge that it is God. That's what we are talking about. And the second part of my message is accept. For you to know who is responsible, it means you need to accept that there is someone who is responsible. Hallelujah. If I cannot accept that God is responsible, then it means I cannot acknowledge him. Hallelujah. And when I accept, it means I accept to be led. I accept that God is in control of my life. I accept that God is the one who makes me to be able to do. The Bible says he gives us the power to make wealth. He is in a charge. He protects us. Hallelujah. He makes sure that your food, you know, uh, does not go and you step on something that is going to harm you. He makes sure that if you take anything deadly, you are protected. He makes sure that when the enemy is throwing arrows of destruction toward your direction, you are protected. He makes sure that when the enemy is plotting evil against you, you are covered. So you have to accept God to lead you. And the other part is advice. We have to accept the Holy Spirit to advise us. Praise the Lord. Acknowledge who is responsible. We have to accept to be helped by the Holy Spirit. There are times when we are trying to pray and we, we can tell that we are struggling in our prayers. We have to accept for the Holy Spirit to help us. There are times that we are trying to study, to read our Bible, to understand the word of God. And the more we are doing it, we are battling, we are struggling. We need to accept help from the Holy Spirit. 
There are times where we are trying to do our best so we can succeed in life and we are struggling. We need to accept the Holy Spirit to help us acknowledge who is responsible, know who is responsible. Hallelujah. Now, you are basically saying, I do not know it all, nor do I have it all. Take over, Lord. Let me repeat this. When we accept that God is in control, we are indirectly saying that I do not know it all. I do not have it all. Therefore, take control, Lord. When we get into a public transport, let's take a bus as an example. Even though you are a driver yourself, but the fact that you are entering a bus that you are not responsible to drive, it means you trust the driver to take you to your destination. You cannot stand in front of the driver and dictate to him how he should be driving. You cannot stand next to the driver and tell the driver what speed he should be driving. You cannot stand next to the driver and tell him how he should be observing his side mirrors or his rear view mirror. No, but the fact that you are getting into a public transport that is being driven by someone else, you are putting your entire trust into this individual to get you to your destination. The moment we gave our lives to Jesus as our Lord and the personal Savior, it meant that we are accepting that we don't know it all, we don't have it all, therefore we are relying on him, knowing who is responsible. Hallelujah. Listen to the statement, all right? I want to open the scripture. Listen to this statement now. What I do is... Every time before the day of the message, like today, I post a message the night before or the day before where I, you know, um, I've got a phrase or a statement that I make in relation to the message. And the statement which I made yesterday, which I posted yesterday, stated the following. A lot of good things happen in our lives on a daily basis. And the joy is in knowing who has made it so. What I'm saying in that statement is, in your life, in my life, each day there are so many good things that are taking place. And the beauty or the joy is in knowing who has made these good things happen. Praise the Lord. I may be sitting here and saying that things are not going well in my workplace. But one good thing that I am forgetting that God has done or is doing is to give me this good life, this good health. You may be sitting and you have got a sickness or a condition in your body. And you think everything is terrible. But one thing that you are forgetting which is good is the fact that you are still breathing, you are alive. Hallelujah. So, in this statement that I made, I am saying that you have to celebrate every good thing in your life. Why? You must know who is responsible for those things. Money alone will not define your happiness. Having material will not define your happiness on its own. Being married on its own will not define your happiness. Having parents will not define your happiness on its own. Having a business or being employed will not define your happiness on its own. 
having good academic uh, profile where you have got certificates or degrees or postgraduate degrees masters phds name it that in itself will not define your happiness being able to pray on its own will not define your happiness fasting on its own will not define your happiness going to church or attending church sermons or watching servants of god preach teach the word of god on its own will not define your happiness it takes everything for you to say you are happy and above all of that it takes the knowledge or the understanding that god is the source for you to say that you are happy open your bible from the book of james let me first give this as a um an appetizer so you can understand what i mean by god is the source all right open your bible from the book of james chapter one i want to show you that part of joy why i say that joy joy is important and it is god that gives joy read verse number 17 so let's open our bibles together james chapter one verse 17 the Bible reads, I'm reading the New Living Translation Version. Whatever is good, pay attention to what the Bible is saying. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. Listen. The word of God through James is saying to you and I that everything that you call good in your life is from God. Hallelujah. Now understand this is the reason why the Spirit of the Lord wants you and I to know today that we have to understand who is responsible in our life. I do not know what you regard as good in your life. I, I, I am sitting here and I, I don't have the knowledge or revelation of what each of you watching and listening regard as good in your life. But one thing I know for a fact is that according to the word of God from the book of James, the Bible is saying that it is from God. If you are saying that the love that you are getting from your family is good, the Bible says that is from God. If you are saying that you are happy, that you have got good health, the Bible is saying that is God. If you are happy and saying that, wow, I am pleased that God has, uh, I've got a child, the Bible is saying that is from God. If you are happy and you are saying, oh my, I've got peace in my marriage, peace in my relationship, the Bible is saying as long as it is good, God is the source. Think about all the things that you say are good. Think about all the things that you are enjoying right now in your life, in your family. Think about all the things that make you smile. Think about all the things that bring peace in your heart. Think about all the things that make you say, wow, wow, I am so happy. And as you are thinking of each one of those things, the word of God is saying, God is the source of that thing. It, it might be a simple thing when you compare it with someone else. It may sound like a silly thing when you compare it with someone else. But the fact that to you it is good, know that God is the source. Know that God is responsible. 
Hallelujah. This is why today I am saying we need to stop committing spiritual plagiarism. Let's start giving credit to God from today. Hallelujah. Before I came live this afternoon, I was thinking about my life. And one thing that I realized is that aside from all the good things that God has blessed me with, what I cherish is the fact that he has called me to be a servant of God. This to me is the best treasure gift that he has given me. Hallelujah. And I love it so much because I do it with all my heart. I am not waiting for anyone to tell me that yes, yes, no, you are doing a good job. I am not waiting for anyone to tell me that you are a true servant of God. I am not waiting for anyone to tell me that, no, 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 um, you are encouraging me. But just because God has trusted me to be one of his servants, to teach people his word, this to me is the best gift ever. And as I am doing it, I do it with so much love, so much joy in my heart. I, I take everything, you know, I give it my best. Why? Because God has trusted me with the good news. I take time to prepare. I take time to meditate. I take time to search the scriptures. I take time to study the word. I take time to pray just so I can sit here and deliver this word to you. So as you are hearing me, as you are listening to this word, know that God is good in your life. Hallelujah. Know that God has favored you. Know that God loves you. Not because I am saying it to make you happy, but it is the truth. It is according to his word. Praise the Lord. Let's now look into the scripture, the scripture that God has given me in line with this message. Isaiah chapter 25. Let's open our Bibles from the book of Isaiah, chapter 25. I'll be reading from verse 1, and I'm also reading the New Living Translation. Isaiah, chapter 25. As you're opening Isaiah, chapter 25, I want to challenge you today. Hallelujah. That when you are opening a tap of water, I want you to thank God. Because that is something good and God is responsible. I want you when you're sitting in your house, in your room, in your lounge, wherever you are in your house, when you look at the lights, the electricity, I want you to take a moment and appreciate God for that. I want you when you're able to do what you're doing now, you have got an electronic device where you're either listening to me or you are watching me. I want you to thank God for that because it is something good and appreciate God. Look at the shirt that you are putting on, the top, the brows, the jacket, the pants, the trousers, the shorts, the skirt, the shoes, the socks. Just look at the simple things that you, you have in your life. And I want you to take a moment and say thank you, Father. Just appreciate God. Hallelujah. If you speak to anyone who has been in the hospital on an oxygen machine for them to breathe, they'll tell you that it is not pleasant because the moment you remove it from your mouth, you struggle to breathe. I have been there, I know. There was a moment where I went into the hospital and they had to give me an oxygen mask because I was struggling to breathe. So I had to spend some time in the hospital until everything stabilized for them to let me go. 
So what am I saying? Everything that is good, you know, just the fact that there is no pain in your body, you are able to look, you are able to hear, you are able to speak, you know, all the simple things that we take for granted. I want us to pause for a moment and give God the glory. Let him know that indeed we appreciate him for everything that he is doing for us. The protection that we have. Us being alive this moment is because God is in charge, knowing who is responsible. That's my message to you. Verse number one, Isaiah 25, verse one, New Living Translation. Oh Lord, I will honor and praise your name. Now, these are the words of the prophet Isaiah. And he is beginning to shout and say, oh Lord, he is making a declaration. This is an exclamation of joy. An exclamation of excitement, an exclamation of, of delight. And he is saying, Oh Lord, I will honor and praise your name. Hallelujah. He is saying, I am going to delight, I am going to take pride, I am going to, to celebrate your name, I am going to praise your name, I am going to honor your name. Hallelujah. Why? He says, For you are my God. Before we even look at what God has given, before we even look at what God has done, before we even look at what God has promised, before we even look at what God is able to do, just the fact that he is God, he deserves to be praised. And this is what the prophet is saying to you and I, that because you are my God, I will praise your name. Because you are God, I will exalt your name. Because you are God, I will sing unto your name. Because you are God, I will shout glory unto your name. Because you are God, I will celebrate that you are the creator. Because you are God, I will rejoice. Hallelujah. Before I can even look at what you have done, what you have given, what you are going to do, this moment I just want to celebrate and say, Father, receive all the honor. This is what it means to know who is responsible. That as you are walking, as you are driving, as you are being driven, you can just out of nowhere say, Father, receive the glory. Out of nowhere, you can just say, Jehovah, be honored. Out of nowhere, you can just say, God, you are mighty. And people will wonder, what has he done? People will wonder, what has happened? People will wonder, has he delivered or has he done what you were expecting? No. The fact that he is God, I need him to know that right now I honor him. I thank him and I appreciate him. Hallelujah. Knowing who is responsible. Let's read on. Isaiah goes on to say, you do such Wonderful things. My, 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 my. Isaiah is saying to God, you do such wonderful things. Now, we, we may have a different interpretation or understanding of the word wonderful. But one thing that is common is that wonderful is good. <laughs> wonderful is great. Wonderful brings peace. Wonderful brings joy. Wonderful brings a favor. Hallelujah. So Isaiah is saying you do wonderful things. My, my, my. The things that you do, God, are so wonderful. The things that you do, God, are so great. When I look at the sky, my God, you provide rain so that we have got food to eat. My goodness. My goodness. You never stop to create or you never stop to cause the things to continue. Thank you.
because God is on the throne and he is monitoring, he is observing, he is watching, he is ensuring, he is making sure that things continue to operate the way that he has designed them to operate. Why? Because he is wonderful. Hallelujah. <laughs> when you think about um, the food chain, when you think about the way everything is produced, beginning from the sun, then uh, looking at the plants, looking at the animals, looking at the trees, looking at water, looking at vegetation, looking at everything that is of nature, the word of God is saying all of that is wonderful and the one responsible is God Almighty. When we look into the knowledge that we have, the creativity that we have, the passion that we have, the gifts that we are carrying, the talents that we have been entrusted with, those are wonderful and God is responsible for those. Hallelujah. Knowing who is responsible. And Isaiah says on, he says, you planted them long ago. Listen, I want us to take a moment on that. The Bible is saying nothing that is happening in your life which is good is um, a surprise. Nothing that is happening in your life which is good is accidental. Nothing which is happening in your life which is wonderful is sudden. According to the word of God, the Bible is saying to you and I that God planned them long time ago. You are saying, wow, right now I am favored. It is not new. God planned it long ago. You are saying, wow, I have got children. I have got a child. Thank you, Father. I am a father or I am a mother. It is not new. God planned it long ago. You are saying, thank you, Lord. I am getting married or I just got married. To you, it can seem like a surprise. You are celebrating today saying, I am healed, a miracle. It is a miracle to you, yes. It is a miracle to me, yes. It is a sign or a wonder to us, yes. But according to God, the Bible says he planned it long ago. You are saying, Father, you preserved me from an accident. You preserved me from an evil force. You preserved me from an attack. To you, it can seem like a surprise. <laughs> but God is saying that I, as Jehovah, I planned it long time ago. Praise the Lord. He is a God who is because he is the mastermind. God is, is When you and I are watching a movie, we can get surprised by the outcome or by what is happening in the movie. But if you are sitting in the same room with a director or the writer of that script, he is not surprised, she is not surprised because they put it together. They, are, they, they understand what is going to happen. Hallelujah. So Jehovah is the one who has scripted your entire life. He has put together your entire life. He knows each moment that is going to take place. My goodness. This is why Job, Job, Job. We speak about Job so much. And we ask so many questions. <laughs> Hallelujah. And Job himself reached a point or a moment where he lacked understanding of who he was responsible. He cursed the day he was born. 
Hallelujah. So it was a moment of elapse uh, in concentration. It was a moment of uh, conceding to the pain. It was a moment of conceding to, to, to how he was being pressed. It was a moment of conceding to what was being spoken. It was a moment of conceding to what he was feeling. It was a moment of conceding to the pains or the sorrow through losing his children, through losing his servants, through losing his belongings. But then he realized that God cannot be responsible for misfortune. My, I have a revelation for you. Hallelujah. If you go in the beginning of the story of Job, you will realize that God was not responsible for the misfortune of Job. No, 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 no. It was the devil that was responsible. Hallelujah. In, <laughs> listen, God was rather responsible to preserving the life of Job. Ha, ha, ha. The devil is the one who was bringing all the terrible things. He was responsible for the terror that Job was experiencing. Knowing who is responsible. Knowing who is responsible. When you know that God cannot be responsible for tears, for misfortune, then even though you are going through tough things, you have to thank him because God is not responsible for, for bad things. According to the word of God, God is not responsible for bad things. He is not an author of bad things. He is not an author of pain. He is not an author of death. He is not an author of, of a heartbreak. He is not an author of people uh, getting into trouble. No, he is rather the author of the great things. Praise the Lord. And the Bible, listen, he is saying you planned them long ago. Hmm. This makes me appreciate God even more. Because every miracle, every testimony, every wonder, every sign, every good thing that I am encountering in my life and I am going to encounter, ah, my understanding is that God has planned it long time ago. It is only about time. Praise the Lord. It is only about time that when God's time comes into play, then the things which he planned long ago, they begin to manifest. They begin to show up. Why? It is knowing who is responsible. When I know that God is responsible, even when there is a sickness, even when there is a disease, I cannot blame God. Why? Because I know that he is responsible for my healing. He is responsible for my joy. He is responsible for all the wonder. He is responsible for my very life. So why would he create me and not want me to be happy? Why would he create me and want me to be a laughing stock? Why would he create me and want me to be an embarrassment? Why would he create me and want no one to love me? That is an error. That is an error. Hallelujah. That is an error. God is not an author of, of bad news. No. He is an author of wonderful news to your life. Know who is responsible. Hallelujah. Listen. Listen to this. When I do not know who is responsible, right? When I am refusing to accept who is responsible. I'll go out and I'll fool around, I'll mess around, I'll come home and I'll not um, um, do what is good toward my wife. I am going to do terrible things. I am going to speak bad words. And then when she decides to leave me, I am going to start blaming God. 
because I don't know who is responsible. <laughs> Hallelujah. So in knowing who is responsible, you have to also take accountability. We spoke about this last Sunday and the Sunday before that we also have a role to play in life. So as much as we know or we are going to know or we are going to find out or we are learning God is responsible for the good things, we also equally have to understand that the, the, the choices that we make, the wrong choices that we make, when we have made them, then we are responsible. Hallelujah. So what am I saying? For us to say, choices, your body choices, your body decisions, then you can put it on God. No, no, no. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want you to say with me, I am going to be responsible. I want you to say with me, I am going to be responsible for my choices. We speak about free will when we talk about God. What that means is, God is love, God is the creator, God is in control, yes. But one thing that he has not done, right, is to impose himself on man. I love that. God does not impose himself on the affairs of men. God does not impose himself. Here's another word. God does not force himself on the choice of man. God will not make decisions on your behalf. God will not make choices on your behalf. What he has done is he has made the word to be available in that when you have someone like me coming and teaching, then it means you have got an opportunity to learn about God. And as that is happening, you then have a choice, a decision to make. Are you going to follow what he is saying? Or are you going to follow what you are saying? Are you going to follow what he is advising? Or are you going to follow what you have been advised by men? Are you going to follow his instructions? Or are you going to follow the instructions of men? Listen, this is what the Lord gave me. We speak a lot about um, this word righteousness. Righteousness, righteousness, righteousness. In simple terms, what this word righteousness means is being in the right stand with God. In relation to his word, in relation to his commands, in relation to his expectations. Being righteous, being in the right stand with God in relation to his word, in relation to his commands, in relation to his requirements, hallelujah. And when I live a life, when I choose to do that, then I can speak about being righteous. Being righteous has nothing to do with pleasing your pastor. It is not about pleasing a man of God. It is not about pleasing your father or your mother. It is not about pleasing your wife, your husband, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. It is not about pleasing your boss. It is not about pleasing your partner. It is not about pleasing the political leaders. It is not about pleasing your followers. It is not about pleasing men. No. Being righteous is all about you and God, knowing who is responsible. It is all about your relationship with your creator. It is all about when you sit and you look into your life. Can you say that God is happy with what you are doing? 
It is all about asking the question, when you assess the way you behave, when you assess your character, your personality, can you boldly say that God is happy with that? If yes, then you can rightly speak about righteousness. Hallelujah. Because if righteousness is about pleasing a pastor, know that the pastor also is striving If righteousness is all about making a pastor happy, coming to church, fulfilling the church programs, telling me that the service is powerful, the teaching is powerful, encouraging me, telling me all the sweet stuff, telling people that know you have got a good man of God. If that is righteousness, I myself, I am busy every moment striving to make God happy. So what am I saying? Shift your focus from pleasing or trying to please the servants of God and start pleasing God. Hallelujah. We are servants knowing who is responsible. We are servants. We have only been put here by God so that we can do the will of God here on earth. But as far as making him happy, it is your responsibility. It is my responsibility with him. I am here to teach you. I am here to guide you. But ultimately, you have to make the choices. You have to make the decisions. Know who is responsible. Praise the Lord. I love this. Look at this. Let me finish uh, that um, verse, verse 1 at the end. And now you have accomplished them. Let's go back a few steps. You planted them long ago. Isaiah chapter 25 verse 1 at the end of the verse. God is saying, uh, Isaiah is saying, you planned them long ago. You planned my life long ago. You planned everything long ago. You planned my success long ago. You planned my dreams, my goals long ago. You planned my happiness long ago. You planned my healing long ago. You planned my miracle long ago. You planned everything long ago. And now you have accomplished them. So God, Isaiah is understanding that God has not planned things which he does not finish. God will not make a plan that he will not go through it. You and I can make a plan. And because of circumstance, we can end up saying we are not going to continue. You and I can plan and because of situations, we can say we are not going to go ahead with the plan. You and I can plan and because of the financial state, or status, we can say we are not going to continue. You and I can make promises and because of things that creep in, because of disturbances as we are speaking about last week of a closed loop system, we can end up changing our mind. But according to the book of Isaiah, the prophet is saying that God has accomplished. God accomplishes. He does not begin anything that he does not end according to his word. He does not start any project which he does not finish according to his word. Everything that God begins, he finishes. Everything that God starts, he finishes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Whether the economic times change, God will still complete it. Whether there is an issue in health, God will still complete it. Whether you are loved or you are not loved by people, God will still complete it. Whether you have friends or you have no friends, God will still complete it. Whether you are educated or not educated, God will still complete it. Whether you are employed or not employed, God will still complete it. Whether you are married or not married, God will still complete it. 
Whether you are in a relationship or you are not, God will still complete it. Whether you are seen as someone favorable or not, God will still complete it. Whether you are popular or not popular, God will still complete it. Whether you are a child or not a child, God will still complete it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is not driven by what we are experiencing. God is not driven by our emotions. God is not driven by what people are saying. God is not driven by the influence of men. No, he is driven according to his will. This is why Jesus taught the disciples when they asked him to say, teach us how to pray. And in his prayer, he said, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then important, he said, thy will be done. Thy will be done. Thy purpose be done. Thy desire be done. Hallelujah. Thy plan be done. Praise the Lord. So Jesus Christ was teaching you and I that you must acknowledge in your life that God has a will. God has a plan. God has a purpose. God has a desire. Praise the Lord. And this is why Isaiah is complimenting those words in saying that God planned it long time ago. You are saying now you have got a big ministry and you are celebrating God planned it long ago. Knowing who is responsible knowing who is responsible listen to this let, let me share this let me teach you this when good things are taking place in your life or when something good has taken place in your life people are going to come with comments of praise to you when you have passed, people are going to say you are intelligent, you are clever, you have worked hard. When you have got a job, people are going to come and they are going to say that, wow, you are very good, you have got a good job. You are a hard worker. Your qualifications are top notch. Your profile is excellent. When you have got married, people are going to come and say you are such a good man, you are such a good woman, that's why you have got married. When you have got children, people are going to come and say that, wow, you know, you look at your children are so beautiful because they have taken after you. They are so handsome because they have taken after you. Now, you, I want to teach you this. This is an important lesson. When people are busy complimenting you, that is the most dangerous time. That is the most critical moment. You know why? Because if you are not careful, you are going to take the credit when the credit belongs to God. My, what a revelation. Listen, the most dangerous moment in the life of a human being is when they are being praised, is when they are being uh, um, uh, commented on positively. The most dangerous time of our life is when everyone is saying, well done. Do you acknowledge God as the reason in that moment? Do you acknowledge God in that moment as the source? Do you acknowledge God in that moment as an answer? The moment that you have stepped out of the hospital, as a doctor, people are going to start praising you and saying, wow, you are the best surgeon. You have performed a very good job. Yo, you are the best medical doctor, the way that you treated this patient. Oh, you are a very good nurse, the way you looked after this woman. How you react in that moment is key 
because you have to understand who is responsible. <laughs> Hallelujah. Spiritual plagiarism. Do not take the credit that belongs to God. Hallelujah. Let there be room for God always in your life. Let there be room for God always in your family. Let there be room for God always in your marriage. Let there be God for uh, room for God always in your academics. Let there be room for God always in your career. Let there be room for God always in your friendship, your relationships. Let there be room for God always in society. Let there always be room for God even when there is a miracle. You see, for a pastor like me, when I pray for someone and God has answered, when I pray for someone and God has healed or touched them, people are going to come and sing praise to me. But that moment is crucial because I have to understand who is responsible. Hallelujah. And if you go and you look at Jesus, he, he was very, very smart in his uh, reaction, in the way he was doing things. Because he wanted to teach people that God is responsible. He wanted to teach everyone that God is responsible. And for you to know that the disciples learned this, you find it with um, um, Peter um, and, and, and is it Peter and John. Hallelujah. Because of their reaction. Hallelujah. I mean, the man said to this um, 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 crippled individual that was at the beautiful gate called, uh, the, the gate called beautiful. And the Bible says that the man um, um, comes begging. He is begging. So he has been begging at this place called beautiful, this gate called beautiful for a long time. And when he sees the servants of God coming, when he sees the apostles coming, he begins to beg. And the servant of God, the apostle, looks at him and says, Silver and gold have I none. But what I have in the name of who? Jesus. So he's understanding that God is responsible. Yes, he has entrusted me with the power, but he is still responsible. Yes, he has entrusted me with a gift, but he is still responsible. Yes, he has entrusted me with a talent, but he is still responsible. Yes, he has entrusted me with a good character, with a good personality, but he is still responsible. Praise the Lord. Knowing who is responsible. Let's end it like this. Listen to the statement. We finish. As you live your life each day, always pause and ask yourself, how has it happened and who is responsible? Let me say that again. As you are living your life each day, through each moment, pause and ask yourself this question all the time. And say, how has it happened? Question one. Question two, who is responsible? How and who? If you are true to yourself and know scripture, you will then realize that I can do all things Christ who strengthens me. This is Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. Praise the Lord. 
if you are true and sincere, if you are true to yourself and understand that nothing happens without God, nothing can take place without God's approval, then you need to always give him the credit. Because he says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13 through Paul, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There is nothing that I can do without Christ's strength. There is nothing that you can do without the strength from Christ. There is nothing that we can achieve without Christ. That's what the word of God is saying. And this is my message. Know who is responsible. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you and I appreciate you. I thank you for this moment, my God, that I have shared the word, your word, my God. And I thank you that people have been listening and watching us as I've been sharing the word. I thank you, Holy Spirit, as you have taught the word with me. I thank you for giving me the boldness, the character, the strength to speak and to teach your people. I thank you for giving me the grace to understand and interpret the scriptures. I thank you that, Father, everyone who has heard and listened to this word, their lives are not going to be the same anymore. For they know now who is responsible in their life. They are going to look and live life knowing who is responsible. They are going to be asking the question how and who in their life. And they will answer those two questions with God. Lord, as we move into a new week, I thank you. For I know that, my God, there is so much good that awaits us. I know that there are so many great things that await us. As such, I say thank you, Father. May you receive the praise. May you receive the honor. May you receive the glory. If anyone is sick this moment, I pray that God may they receive healing in the mighty name of Jesus. If there is anyone who is troubled, I pray that may you deliver them in the name of Jesus. If there is anyone with a broken heart, I pray that God may you mend their hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. If there is anyone in need, I pray that may you provide for them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. That's what I had to share with you, which I received from the Lord. And I am wishing you a lovely week. Enjoy what's left of the day. God bless you. Enjoy and God lift you. Bye-bye.